one of the most instantly recognizable actors of all time is John Wayne. Extremely popular in his day, Wayne starred in hundreds of films, mostly telling the tales of America's past. Among those films, and some of his most legendary roles, were under the direction of the great John Ford, a director who won numerous awards and influenced generations of filmmakers and performers alike. With such a great resume, it's hard to believe that Ford would have any trouble getting a picture off the ground due to lack of confidence in its future success. Today's subject, however, is that picture. One that took decades to make and went through much adversity, but led to a huge hit. So if you're like me, and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a nice warm mug of warm apple cider. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. as a steam engine train approaches and stops to unload its passengers. Soon, narration begins by a man with an Irish accent as John Wayne opens his cab window to lean out and look upon his surroundings. The narrator describes the man and how he isn't a tourist as he hasn't brought a camera, but what was worse, didn't bring a fishing rod. As Wayne gets off the train, he unloads his bags onto the platform as people approach to talk to him. Turning around to greet two gentlemen, he asks, what way to Inishfree? Two men begin to argue about the directions when another fellow with a pipe in mouth approaches from the back and takes his bags. Looking back confused, the man played by Barry Fitzgerald stops to turn around and says, and is free this way. Walking to follow him through a train pavilion, Wayne's character approaches the doorway to see the man loading his bags onto the back of a horse and buggy. His name is Sean Thornton, an ex-professional boxer from Pittsburgh. On the way into town, being escorted by the man whose name is Micheline O'Flynn, he sees a woman herding a flock of sheep down a lush green hillside under the shade of trees. Played by Maureen O'Hara, she has vibrant red hair and wears a blue shirt and red skirt as the two meet eyes. Climbing back onto the carriage, Sean asks, Hey, is that real? She couldn't be. To which Micheline answers, Oh, nonsense, men. 
it's only a mirage brought on by your terrible thirst. The film, called The Quiet Man, tells the tale of a man returning to his homeland in Ireland to make a home for himself. The thing I love the most in this film are the characters. There are so many well-rounded personalities, all brought out wonderfully by the performers in their roles. There's the lush, carriage driver and town liaison, Micheline Flynn, played by Barry Fitzgerald, who is seemingly either in a pub or helping someone only to find himself in the pub afterward. There is the big, brash, and rough squire Will Danaher, who is the brother of Mary-Kate, played by Victor McLaughlin, who puts people in his book if they cross him. He is seemingly always in a bad mood, and takes little lightly. There's also Reverend Cyril Playfair, played by Arthur Shields. He's a kind and soft-spoken man who people confide in, including Sean. We also learn that he, too, was a boxer in his youth. Then there's Mary-Kate Danaher, the sister of Squire, played by Maureen O'Hara. She's a fiery woman who is fiercely proud and independent, while also being kind and understanding. These characters, and more, make the film that much more enjoyable and bring the town, the characters, and the story to life. It's a tale told in wonderful technicolor and directed by the great auteur John Ford. Ford is a legendary filmmaker who released countless films all centering around American stories throughout his career. If you are unfamiliar with his name, you are likely to know some of his movies. Included in his filmography are those of Stagecoach, The Grapes of Wrath, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, and The Searchers. The Quiet Man has a very interesting backstory to it, and it was a labor of love in every sense of the word. It took a long time to make the film, which isn't anything new in the film world, as some projects take years to complete. But The Quiet Man, well, not many films can say that it took decades in the making, but this one can. You see, Ford always wanted to make a movie about his ancestral land of Ireland. In fact, in 1933, the director came across a short story in the Saturday Evening Post titled The Quiet Man by Maurice Walsh, and he fell in love with the short story. Three years later, Ford would purchase the screen rights to the tale for $10 with the promise that more money would come to the author once the film was completed. Interestingly enough, despite Ford's reputation and countless box office hits, he struggled to find a studio to back the film. Even with John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara alongside him on the billing, no film studio would touch the project. It wasn't until Wayne suggested that the legendary director approach Republic Studios that they caught a break. Now, you may ask, why with those three names did they have problems being backed? Well, at the time, nothing was more popular than American Stories, and the top billing within that was, of course, the Western. 
Stories of the Old West drew the most crowds and garnered the most box office dollars. Much like any other trend, studios were comfortable pursuing something that worked. The opposite side to that coin is the fear of pursuing something new. Now that is not specific to film by any means, that is a very human thought process. All the film studios Ford approached simply succumbed to this fear, whereas Republic took a chance on something different. Well, kind of. You see, Republic wasn't one of the major studios like MGM was, for example. They were known for their many Western films, usually completed for low budgets. So getting Ford was a tall order for a studio looking to upgrade their brand, especially given their budget. To provide some clarity on this, one of Ford's previous films cost about $2 million to make. For that same amount of money, Republic could release almost an entire year's worth of movies. Despite the mismatch between the two parties, they were eager to work with each other, and the studio agreed to fund Ford's Irish film project. However, it wasn't that simple of a transaction. No, when Ford shook the hands of those who drew up the contract, he quickly got entangled in the strings attached. Despite my previous talk of fear and comfortability, Republic, like the other studios, feared a box office flop. So they felt they needed another movie in the deal to balance things out. A contingency plan, if you will. That plan happened to be very specific due to the studio's budgetary demands. Republic would back The Quiet Man, but only if Ford directed a black-and-white western film with both O'Hara and Wayne included in the cast. John Ford agreed, and his plan on flying to Ireland for filming turned into a return to the Southwest once again. After the dusty western debuted, the trio were off to the beautifully green country to start filming their wholesome movie. There are a lot of scenes in The Quiet Man that I love, but one of my favorites is when Mary Kate and Sean are courting under the supervision of Micheline, which is a traditional custom in Ireland. Sean waits, pacing nervously outside the chapel with a line of people awaiting Mary Kate's arrival. Soon, she, her brother, and the Reverend come out as Squire Danar makes a speech permitting them to court each other but under the, quote, usual conditions. Looking at Micheline, he says, Mr. Flynn, do you assume the full responsibility? To which he responds, I do. And from now on, they do the walkin' and the talkin' under my own eyes. Soon they ride off to applause, as the two sit on opposite sides of the carriage, backs turned toward each other. Eventually, Micheline permits them to walk with each other ahead of him until they break away and steal a tandem bicycle. Micheline, shocked, chases after them on the horse and carriage, yelling, Come back here! Come back here at once! Suddenly, the horse abruptly stops, sending Micheline to his back on the cushion behind him. Sitting up, bewildered, 
He's pleasantly surprised to see that he's in front of the bar, Cohans. The horse looks back at him as he puts on his bowler cap. Micheline, getting down from the carriage, says, I think you have more sense than I have myself. It's a small part of the film, but I absolutely love it. Another favorite scene of mine is very early in the film. It's while Micheline is driving Sean to Inishfree from the train. They stop alongside the road by a stone bridge. Surrounded by beauty, Sean gets off the carriage and sits on the stone railway of the bridge. Looking out, we see a small cottage under a rocky hillside with a line of trees on both sides of the cottage and a small field in the back cut off by a cliff leading to a calm stream. A female narrator begins the voice of his mother. She says, Don't you remember Shawneen and how it was? The road led up past the chapel and it wound and it wound. And there was the field where Dan Tobin's bull chased you. It was a lovely little house, Shawneen. And the roses. Oh, your father used to tease me about them, but he was proud of them too. Panning back to Micheline, who looks on suspiciously, he says, Ah, that's nothing but a wee humble cottage. Sean gets up and approaches the carriage and takes a seat alongside Micheline and says, That little place across the brook, that humble cottage, who owns it? Micheline responds, The widow to land, not that she lives there. Think she'd sell it? I doubt it. I'll bet on it, cause I'm buying it. The two men look at each other as Micheline looks on with a confused face and asks, Now, why would a Yankee from Pittsburgh want to buy it? Sean, smiling, he puts his arm around Micheline and says, I'll tell you why, Micheline O'Flynn, the boy who used to wipe my runny nose as a kid, because I'm Sean Thornton and I've come home, and home is where I plan to stay. I love that scene. Between the gorgeous scenery and the gentle narration and the banter between the two men, it's a very well put together scene and one that gives us a lot of background for the rest of the film and who these two men are. The Quiet Man was nominated for seven Academy Awards and won two of them, including Ford's fourth Oscar for Best Director. It was a highly popular film upon release and has gone down as one of the highlights of Ford, Wayne, and O'Hara's careers. This film means a lot to me. I remember where I was the first time I saw The Quiet Man. I was up at my grandparents' house while my parents were away. We were sitting in their den during the daytime, the birds chirping outside. It was a smaller room that had a couch, two recliners, and a console television set. My grandparents sat in either chair while I sat on the couch as the film unfolded before me. My grandma was asleep, and my grandpa and I watched TV. Sitting in his chair, I remember him asking if I had ever seen the film, to which I responded, no. He told me that it was a good movie, and that it had John Wayne in it. Those two things were enough for me. 
My grandpa liked it, and it had John Wayne, which for me as a little boy were fantastic. We proceeded to watch the whole movie together, my grandma waking up intermittently as my grandpa and I shared laughs. In fact, I remember laughing quite a bit together over that portion of the film I described earlier with Micheline and his horse in front of the bar. I remember really liking the movie and felt a bit sad when it was all over. That's the sign of a great movie, when you're sad to say goodbye to the characters and the experience. As a young boy, I couldn't remember the name of the film until one day many years later I saw it on TV once again and was instantly transported back to my grandparents' den when I was a young boy. It's a film with a lot of heart, made with a lot of love. It's a film that makes you feel good and will provide smiles and laughs throughout. The Quiet Man is a great watch for anyone, especially on a nice quiet day where you can sit back and relax. Oh yeah, and remember that little contingency plan that Burr Public devised? Well, it grossed $2.25 million, while The Quiet Man grossed $3.8 million, nearly double the contingency plan. A black-and-white western starring John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara, and directed by John Ford. A story about Lieutenant York commanding cavalry near the Mexican border whose wife, Kathleen, comes to take their newly recruited son home and away from danger. A film called Rio Grande. If you'd like to watch The Quiet Man for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find The Quiet Man on Hulu. Hulu is a service with great value and offers flexible pricing options, ranging from $4.99 for single or $10.99 for family plans. Apart from Hulu, you can also find The Quiet Man on services like Prime Video, Paramount Plus, and Philo included with your subscription. You can also find it on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, and Vudu for either $2.99 or $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, please visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There, you'll find info on the show, including a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, you can also find each episode in written form on our blog page. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema. Thank you.